Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. What if there was a football franchise in the forgotten borough of Staten Island? What if there was a football team in nearly every borough of New York? Well, in the mid to late 1920s, this was a reality. The fledgling NFL of the 1920s included teams such as the Brooklyn Dodgers, the New York Yankees, the New York Giants, and the Staten Island Stapletons, affectionately known as the Stapes. Welcome to the Scoreboard Addicts Podcast. Uh, this is a mini episode of Obscure Sports. In today's episode, we were discussing the Staten Island Stapletons. Uh, I will be a host of Rook. Uh, this is a solo episode, and we will be discussing obscure sports histories. So thanks for joining us. Listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Hello and welcome again to the first ever mini episode of a scope of a scoreboard addicts podcast. We are doing uh, obscure sports history, and first up is a topic of mine from my hometown, the Staten Island Stapletons, which was uh, a franchise early on in the NFL history. Um, they eventually became part of the NFL and then quickly disbanded. So here I'm just going to talk about. A few things. Uh, this is something new that we're trying um, to give us more content, some more audio content uh, to put on our pack, podcast feed. So hopefully you guys enjoy it and we'll hopefully have some more and we'll probably each take turns doing something like this. Um, so first up, you know, obviously discussing the Staten Island Stapletons, a short-lived NFL franchise in the forgotten borough of Staten Island, my hometown. Similar to the uh, the borough nickname, uh, this NFL franchise gets forgotten because of how short their history was. Um, they were formed in 1915, and they ended uh, and folded up by 1932. So they're only around 17 years and only spent three years in the NFL. Uh, first, we will discuss the information. Uh, I'm sorry, the formation <laughs> and the pre-NFL years of the states. So uh, Staten Island Stapleton's. Uh, were created in 1915 with owner Dan Blaine, who was also the team's halfback. Uh, he gained his wealth from restaurant uh, franchising. 
the team played in the Stapleton section of Staten Island, which is where their name came from, which is why they're called the Stapletons, and they shortened it to the Stapes. Uh, the team won several semi-pro titles before World War One, but they had an inactive year in 1918 due to Blaine's service in the military. Uh, in 1919, uh, the Stapletons did return when Blaine returned from service. Uh, he bought the team outright and was the sole owner of the Staten Island Stapletons. By 1924, he retired from playing football, um, but remained on as the owner. Uh, the team had their own stadium located in Staten Island. Uh, it was in the kind of, well, obviously Stapleton area, but it's more, I guess, if you were put present day Staten Island, they're a little closer to Clifton area. Uh, it would be not that far from, I think it's Tarji Street, um, kind of a little ways of a walk uh, from the Clifton train station. Um, but they did have their own stadium, and that was uh, built in 1921 by the Thompson Lumber Company. Um, they built them an 8,000-person stadium, um, and uh, it was called the Thompson uh, It was Thompson Field. So here's a picture of it on the, on the video version. Um, of them playing football in the Thompson uh, Stadium there. And then here's another as well picture of them in uh, Thompson Field. So, uh, you know, it's interesting to think about uh, having an NFL stadium in Staten Island. I mean, we have the, um, you know, Richmond County Ballpark there in St. George area. Uh, but back in 1921, you know, mainly the area of Staten Island was used, was right there by St. George, Stapleton area. And this is where the stadium was. Um, so pretty cool history uh, for anyone who's from the Staten Island area um, to think that there was this NFL franchise in such a small, especially 1920. Staten Island was not as developed as it is now today. Um, so it's interesting to think that there was a, a small town of Staten Island and they had an NFL franchise. Um, uh Prior to moving into Thompson Stadium, the Stapletons played in two temporary local parks, Stapleton Field and East Shore Oval. In 1924, the Stapes won the Metropolitan Championship in New York. However, however, when the New York Giants came to town in 1925, they were overshadowed despite their early success. In 1925, the Stapletons uh, got their shot to move out of the shadows of the New York Giants when they got to face off against the New York Giants on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, once again, for the video version of this, we do have a picture of the, um, the New York Giants versus the Stapletons uh, official program here. Um, I'm sorry, this is the Green Bay Packers one. Let me pull up the New York Giant one. It's the Bears and the Stubicle Dodgers. I guess I don't have that. <laughs> so that's really bad for audio. But, uh, yeah, they did play against the New York Giants. Um then they did, obviously, as I stated before, they played against Chicago Bears, the Brooklyn Dodgers, which was a football team. And the reason why was because they they played at Ebbets Field as well. Um, so they named the team after the baseball team that was there, which is similar to the New York Giants, which they were the New York football giants because they played uh, in the polo grounds. Um, and they got their name following the New York baseball giants, who eventually have now now exist in uh, San Francisco. Um So the game took place, uh, Thanksgiving game against the, the, the Stapletons and the New York Giants um, took place at the Polo Grounds, as I was just saying before, the New York Giants um, baseball team played, which is, uh, um, you know, obviously the same place or how the New York Giants get their name, as I just said before. Um, the game took place, uh, I'm sorry, the, the game 
uh, they fell behind uh, 7-0 uh, pretty early on, uh, but they did stand their ground. They had a pretty good show, and they ended up losing the game 7-0, but uh, they played well enough to people to, to recognize them. So uh, another weird part about this is that the, the Stapleton actually came from a piece of the Newark Bears. So the Newark Bears was an NFL team um, uh, previously, before the Stapletons, and that's kind of how they got um, you know, their players. So what happened was the Newark Bears actually played the Stapletons, um, and they embarrassed, uh, you know, the New York Bears embarrassed the Stapletons. Uh, after this, owner Blaine knew if the New York Bears were actually going to go, you know, were going to fold up themselves. Um, so he actually bought a bunch of the players, including the star player of Doug Wyckoff, um, who eventually would go on to play for the New York Giants. Uh, Win a couple NFL championships. A picture of him here. Um, The you know he basically bought them all out when they went out of business, and he was able to continue the Stapletons' estates with uh, better talent, uh, especially with Doug Wyckoff, who is a a, is a Hall of Famer. Um, Sorry, I believe he's not a Hall of Famer. I think Ken Strong becomes a Hall of Famer. But um, so before the NFL, before they joined the NFL. Uh, Wyckoff left the sta- uh, Stapletons after the 1926 season and signed with the New York Giants and won a championship in 1927. Stapes took on the Giants twice in non-league games and were dominated by the Giants, just simply embarrassed. However, the States had success. The Stapes, I'm sorry, had success against NFL teams. They defeated the Duluth Eskimos, which is just a funny name uh, for NFL team, but uh, they defeated them, um, which, you know, they're playing these, exhibition against NFL teams. So they were showing and proving that they can play at an NFL level, uh, elite level. Um, so uh, 1928, uh, Blaine wanted the Stapes to be in the NFL. Uh, he signed he signed Wyckoff back from the New York Giants, uh, and he signed a bunch of NYU players from a nationally ranked team to bolster the lineup to get it NFL ready. And obviously with you know, the NYU as being this nationally ranked team, NYU, I don't think even – I don't know if they play football anymore, but, uh, you know, back then in 1920s, you know, they had this great uh, football team uh, nationally ranked. I believe they won a national championship as well. Um, and, you know, Blaine sort of an opportunity to sign these guys, get them onto our team. So we're, we're NFL ready. So we could finally join the NFL and not be just a semi-pro team, but be in fact a pro team. Uh, in 1928, that was their best season. They were 10-1-1 overall. And they were three and one against NFL teams. Uh, and they even beat the New York Giants on Thanksgiving Day. They faced off again, and they actually won the game seven nothing as opposed to losing seven nothing. Uh, these wins just showed they belonged to the NFL, and it made their argument to join the NFL a little bit, uh, a little bit easier. So um, they finally got a chance to join the NFL. In order to enter the NFL, the Stapes and Blaine needed Tim Mara's uh, permission. So Mara is obviously the um, Tim Mara is the uh, grandfather of John Mara. So Wellington Mara uh, is Tim Mara's son. And then John Mara is Tim Mara's grandson. So um, this just shows how long the New York Giants have had the same ownership, the same family as the ownership, basically since their inception. Um, you know, Tim Mara to Wellington to now John Mara and Steve Tisch. Um, so, Mara actually had an NFL, uh, you know, extra NFL franchise. He had given it to the Brooklyn Lions, but they folded. 
So he gave that franchise to the New York Yankees football team, which is funny. Once again, uh, New York Yankees playing football. Uh, they were just, you know, once again, named after the team. They put in the Bronx, they put in Yankee Stadium, and that's how they became uh, you know, known as New York Yankees football. And that was in 1928. But after 1928, the Yankees folded, and that franchise went back to Tim Mara. Uh, with an extra franchise, he didn't know what to do with it. He basically gave it to Blaine and officially allowed the state to enter the NFL. Um, so Mara had exclusive rights to the New York area, and Staten Island obviously is in the New York area. So um, that's why they needed permission from Tim Mara to allow them uh, to join the NFL at this point. Um, so states were in the NFL finally. Uh, they were there from 1929 to 1932. Uh, 1932, sorry. Uh, Blaine hired Ken Strong for the States, uh, and he would be on to go on to a Hall of Famer. So I was mistaken before, and I said Doug Wyckoff was the uh, uh, was a Hall of Famer. So here, uh, just uh, you know, Ken Strong is a halfback. He played for the New York Giants. He played for the Stapletons, and he's a Hall of Famer. Um, and he even went on to uh, you know, he hired them for the States to make them better. Uh, to have Ken Strong. So here's a picture of his card here, and then just another picture of Ken Strong. Um, Stapes never had a winning season, unfortunately, and their time in the NFL was very short-lived. Um, basically, after this, I mean, that was pretty much it for the Stapleton. Just a quick, you know, quick history. They basically went into decline uh, due to, you know, the Depression still, uh, 1932, when they folded. Uh, what happened was that the... You know, Dan Blaine, Dan Blaine was trying to, uh, you know, make money uh, for the Stapletons. And they just, the money was just not there coming in. Um, the Stapletons were uh, in a Staten area, um, you know, having to sell tickets. Uh, they weren't able to sell them. Um, and unfortunately, they eventually folded. They just couldn't maintain the financial stability to keep an NFL franchise open. Um, you, know, you know, the cost of tickets were going to have to go up. During the Depression, people just weren't going to pay, you know, how much money they, you know, expensive tickets to go see a football game when, you know, during the Depression, people were already poor as it is. Um, so the Stapletons eventually did fall due to those financial reasons and being unable to sell tickets uh, to the you know, Thompson Stadium. Um, and that's pretty much it, the Stapletons. And they basically go, you know, to the wayside of NFL history, uh, just three short years, um, you know, like I said, you know, they played the Chicago Bears at one point. Um, we have Sunday, October 2nd, 1932. They played uh, the Chicago Bears. They played against the Green Bay Packers on Sunday, November 30th. Uh, I don't have his official program, but I don't have the the year this one was from. And then once again, I said before, they played the Brooklyn Dodgers October 11th, 1931. As the Brooklyn Dodgers at the time were, in fact, a, uh, you know, NFL team, not the same Brooklyn Dodgers that played baseball, but, um, but yeah, it did you know they were playing good you know NFL teams? They were part of the NFL, and they were you know somewhat successful prior to joining the NFL. They just never had quite the success. They never won a championship, um, and they have one Hall of Famer, which is Ken Strong. Which really, Ken Strong's in the Hall of Fame not because he was a Staten Island Stapleton, but more of his career in the NFL with the New York Giants. Um, and you know, that's pretty much it. So I do have a couple pictures of logos here. This is a repurposed or rebranding of a Staten Island Stapleton's here. It looks kind of cool with the S. It looks like a, a uh, I guess a seagull or a pelican. Um, you know, it's pretty cool. I, I wouldn't mind put that on a shirt and wear that around, but, uh, this is bad for the audio, but, 
Uh, <laughs> so basically, that's it. That's the story. The Staten Island Stapletons. Um, they are, you know, a part of NFL history. Uh, you know, a small part of it. But for those who did not know, um, I think this is pretty informative for you. So I do appreciate you joining me through this, uh, you know, through this walk through history of the Staten Island Stapletons uh, and the early on NFL history. So we do appreciate you joining us again. Uh, the Scoreboard Addicts podcast, mini episodes, and hopefully we'll have more for the uh, more for you. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.